this is greatness. This is success. The level of detail, specificity, intentionality with the basics is oftentimes what determines success. It's not doing these great things. It's doing the little things greatly. Hello, my fellow humans, and welcome back to another episode of the Healthy, Happy Human Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Levitin, and every week I bring you discussions on topics to help you build a healthy mind, a happy body, and hopefully become an all-around better human. Because a rising tide raises all ships, and better humans make a better humanity. Remember, we're all in this together. If you want to keep on this journey with me, you can subscribe to the Healthy Happy Newsletter, a weekly Friday email where I send out tips and tidbits of the things that I've been learning about and powerful quotes and just general helpful resources that I think will help you on your journey. It's completely free and the link to register is in the show notes. If while you're listening today, you're enjoying what you hear, take a second and snap a quick screenshot and upload it to Instagram and tag me at Paul Levitin so I can share in your enthusiasm and repost it to my audience. It really makes my day to see these. And if you get value from today's show, don't forget to share this episode with a friend or family member so that they can get some value along with you. And with that, it's time to start today's episode. Let's go and let's grow. All right, Ben, I consider you an expert on leadership and training leaders. My first question for you is simply, how do you personally define leadership? Leadership is influence. It's that one word. And can you influence a person or a large group of people to do something that is so far outside of what they believe for themselves that it changes the whole dynamic of history? That's what I'm looking at. And with a lot of people that are leaders, can you influence people? To believe in themselves in a way that they've never believed in themselves and to step in and fill shoes or a role or be a part of something that changes history, that changes the way things are done. And whether you like Elon Musk or not, just the idea that some company or group outside of NASA could enter the space conversation, he's so helped a team of people buy into that mission that this is going to change the way the world and the future looks at what's possible. And so that's what I look at when I think of influences. Can I influence people to believe in themselves and to believe in the future in a different way and that they can be a part of something that they never before thought was possible? Yeah, I think that's amazing. And I love that definition. It's, it's so simple. Leadership is influence. And I, I can hear when you talk about that, speaking towards you know a, an influential CEO, an Elon Musk or something like that, that's huge organizational yeah. leadership. But it's also, to me, I when you talk about that, I just go to parents because it's it's the same thing. Yeah. You're, you're influencing your child. Yeah. So you know, being yeah. someone that's worked with both fathers and also CEOs, entrepreneurs, elite performers like that, do you see a difference in, in leadership on a family level versus on an organizational level? Yes and no. It's just the ones that are intelligent enough 
and have their values in place enough to realize that the two are very similar. A lot of times I see men and I, I see women do this too, but compartmentalize what they do for work. And they put it in this whole other sphere. And then at times they'll put kids on a tablet for an hour and a half, or they'll feed them food that's maybe not optimal and things like that. And if they were just basing their company and the success of their company on intention, on what they do, they wouldn't do some of those things. And they don't. But then they get complacent with the way that they run their family or treat their family and with even the amount that they pour into their kids. And that's why we have some of the discrepancies we have as far as such a focus on leadership, on purpose, on impact, on all these things in the work area of life. And it's because a lot of who we are as a society is valuing personal impact in like a purpose type way. And we've almost lost sight of the importance of a family unit. But the people that really, really, really have mastered leadership at a family level they're 10 times more equipped and better understand what it means to create a healthy culture in the work level. And then there's not this guilt too. And that's one of the biggest things that I see with parents that are incredibly successful is some level of when they're with their kids, they feel guilt because they're not building their purpose or, or pouring more into their business. And when they're doing that with their business, there's some level of guilt because they're not with their kids. And so when they're with the two of them, they're not 100% present and fully pouring into either. And that's the biggest thing is, is teaching them how to have both and that the principles are very, 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 very similar. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so important because that's to me what all of this is about with my coaching, with this podcast. It's it's that you can and should be able to have it all. It's not either or, yeah. it's both and. So, you know, yeah. when you're talking about that, you, you mentioned values and then the values are something I, I think about a lot. So I have a, a, my, my question, I guess for you is like, do you have a way that you help people to figure out what their values are or how do you see values in fitting into this whole equation? Yeah, so you have to know your values in order to multiply yourself. And essentially, your ability to multiply yourself is your ability to be successful as a human. Because if you can't multiply yourself, then if you have kids, you have no ability to predict who they're going to turn out to be. And you want to multiply the best parts of yourself and pass those down to kids. And the same with an organization. If you hire someone and you can't multiply yourself, you can't move up. The organization can't grow. There's no structure. And you're stuck in the role of doing everything. And that's where a lot of people end up as solopreneurs, get divorced, all these things is because they haven't learned to multiply themselves. And so with the concept of values, one of the most basic things that I teach is it's not rocket science. Like I could go into that question, but if I really just make somebody or, or tell them sit down for 10 minutes and write out all your values, whatever comes to mind, 
and then just cross them out until you get to your top five, it'll take someone 15 minutes tops to figure out what their top five top values are. And then whatever those things are, talk about those things all the time within your business, put them up on the wall, ask people when they make decisions, how did this line up with our value being generous? Hey, our value, our number one, our, some of our top values are to honor people, to be generous, to, to be loyal, whatever you choose. How did this decision line up with those values? And once you've taught values, you've taught a way of thinking, and that's leadership. Teaching people how to think is leadership, it's trust, it's influence. And so for anybody, one of the biggest things that you can do is understand what your top five values are write them down, be really clear on them. And then when you have a kid, when you have a significant other, when you have a business, when you hire employees, just preach those things over and over again or talk about them or teach those things. And then you will multiply yourself. They will grow. The business will grow. The family will grow. It's everything. I like that. I like that because when you, when you say multiply yourself, as you said, like it's, it's multiplying the, the, the aspects of you that you want to multiply, right? Like, so as a, as a parent, as a, as a parent, as an entrepreneur, as a boss, as a manager, everyone, everyone needs someone, right? So for anyone listening to this, like, well, I don't run, I don't run a business and I don't have kids. Well, it's like, are are you have someone under you? Do you have a, do you have a nephew? Do you have a cousin? Do you have, there's someone out there looks up to you and listens to you. And there's someone that you want to pass on the good stuff that you have in you and, and not the bad and not the bad stuff. And it's so simple, what you just said of like writing, taking 15 minutes to write down your values and then crossing out what, you know, what the ones until you find out what your really, really top values are. But the thing that I found with, with most people is that the simplest, easiest things to do are also the simplest, easiest things to ignore. Like how many people listening to this right now are going to pause this recording right now, bust out a pen and paper and start to write exactly and do exactly what, what Ben just said. Or if you're driving right now to remember to do it when you get home. So, you know, like little things like that, they seem, they almost seem so inconsequential that it's easy to overlook. Like, well, what difference could having, you know, writing your values for 15 minutes, but the thing about yeah. values are they, they become the, I call it like the lens through which that you, you guide everything. So if you just said your values are honesty and you teach your kids honesty and you teach your, your, your subordinates honesty and you teach your, 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 your workers honesty and everyone is like, that is the thing. So every, every question that comes to you, it's like, well, did we do Like, how do I handle this client interaction? Well, yeah with honesty and that's it, right? They're like it, yeah. it, it answers yeah, so yeah. many questions and it allows you to, to kind of, again, to, to take a step back. And, and that is what allows you also to become the type of person who can handle these things. Because it's like, as you just said, if you're a parent and an entrepreneur and you have multiple kids and you have a family, it's like, how do I have all of these things? Well, if you're sitting there making these decisions in the moment, every time it's, it's overwhelming. But if you have a value system that you don't need to sit there and make those decisions in the moment every time, because you're like, oh, I just do the honest thing or, oh, I just do the thing that the challenging thing, the scary thing, the, the whatever, yeah. it, it just can, it can push you along. So, you know, my, my question is what have you seen, or actually I would love, love to know what your specific values are, if you, if you don't mind sharing with the audience. Uh, that's a great question. And what were we talking about right before that? When you first started talking, you said something amazing there that I wanted to touch on. Oh, uh, doing the simple things. Oh yeah. Um, the simplest wanted, things are often the, the the simplest things are often the simplest things not to do as well. Yeah. And once I realized 
this one principle and I'm still realizing this, this is greatness. This is success is that I know a lot of the same things that some of my coaches who have been doing it three, four times longer than me, who own multiple multi-million dollar businesses. There are a lot of things that we know the same, the same things and the level of detail specificity and intentionality with the basics is oftentimes what determines success. It's not doing these great things. It's doing the little things greatly. And I look at some of the people who are most successful that I follow, listen to, they're so intentional with their bedtime. They're so intentional with their diet. They're so intentional with journaling every day. It's something that they, they don't, ever not do they're so intentional with their prayer time they're so intentional with their reading with their podcasts and so i used to think greatness was these grand acts or gestures and i've started to realize that a lot of greatness is just doing the things you already know the basics the simple things really greatly because even if you just tweak your diet a little bit and you have 10 percent more energy every single day from doing that even if you just get in a consistent workflow or a consistent um, sleep routine, and you have 7% more energy doing that, that's 17% more mental energy every single day. Multiply that times 365 days of the year. Like it's, it's exponential how much better you perform. Yeah, for sure. And that, that, that is really the long and short of it. I love that last little bit there because that that's the truth, right? People want an answer because they think that it has to be complicated. There's no way it can just be that simple. It can, there's no way it can just be getting a little bit more sleep or, or meditating a little bit more. And we seek these convoluted answers because for it to be simple and easy means that we actually have to do it. And that's the hard thing. If I can keep searching for like, Oh, it's, well, it's not, it's not my fault. It's the fact that I need this perfect plan or I need the perfect strategy yeah. or I need, I need yeah. something else. It's, it's a way for us to put the onus on someone else or it's not someone, something else. So how do you help people get out of the quote unquote victim mentality? Forgiving their parents, healing their relationship with their parents. And this is one of the most powerful things that, I've learned throughout maybe seven years of really being aggressive with like personal growth, learning things, workshops, counseling, different things is we make our map of the world internally, like in our mind by the time we're seven. And then we oftentimes replay that out over and over and over again, the rest of our lives to a large extent. There's some changes, but 80% 80% of the day, we're just doing the same thing. Same, we're playing the same patterns, the same habits, the same things. And one of the biggest things that I had to accept and own was not making myself a victim to my past or the childhood that I think I should have had or to the things that I didn't learn as a kid or to some of the experiences that really took me a while to overcome because in the short term, I was making myself a victim to what I didn't learn. Like if I just learned more about money as a man, or if I just learned more about 
how to make a marriage work with a man, then I would be successful. And a big part of it was forgiving my parents and loving them and accepting that they did the best that they could. Because once I really did that, I got to get out of that role of somewhat being a victim or somewhat being a martyr, the kid who had to fix things or make peace or make everything work between people. And I often find that being a leader, almost every single one of the thousands of people that I've mentored, teams that I've worked with, whatever they haven't healed with their parents, they then project onto their leaders. They project onto their romantic relationships. They make themselves a victim in the exact same ways. And so it starts with going back to the source. It starts with going back to your parents and actually forgiving them. And um, realizing that if you focus on all the things they didn't give you or didn't do, you'll always stay stuck. But if you focus on even the hardest lessons, the gift, that comes from it now that becomes a superpower you're not a victim you're empowered by the things that you went through yeah i love that especially that last bit you can you can you get to decide if you're a victim or if this is something that empowers you and and i you know listening to that i think it's all 100 so true but even everything that you're talking about you know forgiving your parents i, I would go a step to peel the late, the onion layer one more back, I would just say it's just forgiveness in general, right? Because we all have these pictures of what our life should have looked like. If I, yeah. well, I, w- I wouldn't be in this situation if I would have had more opportunities. Well, I wouldn't be yeah. here if, if I didn't, if I didn't have a divorce five years ago that bankrupted me, I wouldn't buy, And like, we have this picture of things that we should have learned, things that we should have done. If I would have only started earlier, if, if the, if the, financial situation didn't, didn't collapse if all of these things and, you know, these shoulds and these supposed tos and these expectations and they're not real. And that's the whole thing is that like no, no amount of wanting it to be so will make it so right. So we have to forgive whether it's our parents, whether it's ourselves, whether it's, whether it's our, our kid, whether it's our, our schooling situation, you have to forgive and just accept that this is where you are right? Everything in my life has led me right here, right now to this conversation for better or for worse, for good or for bad. There is no right or wrong about it. So any, any hate or, or anger I hold in my heart towards something that, that, that wronged me or to get towards my parents, towards my sister, towards, towards a boss, towards a coworker, it, it can't do anything good for me. There's just no possible way because I can't change it. So inherently it's the old saying of having hate in your heart is like drinking poison and hoping for the other person to die. That's the, the first step towards, towards yeah. change is to me is, is acceptance and awareness. So, you know, but these things are a, a term I got from you these are skills you know, I talk about this stuff and I always, the term always comes up easier said than done. And I get that none of this is easy. It's not, Oh, Oh, thanks Ben and Paul. Like, and just a switch flips. And now everything is different. And I forgive my parents for, for abusing me. And I understand that crazy stuff happens for people. So, you know, my, my question is how do you one, how do you define social emotional skills and you know, how, how can people learn or create that skill set inside of them? Yeah. So almost anywhere you look, 
the first step towards change is some level of self-awareness. Even if you go back to the Bible or ancient Jewish text, ye shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So you, there ha you have to know the truth of how you're showing up in the world. You have to know the truth of how you're acting. And so one of the activities that I have almost all my clients do is find five people close to you and ask for feedback. Ask them, what are, what are three ways that I could be a better son, a better father, a better coworker, a better employee, a better boss? And when you look at any healthy system or group or community, a family unit, a company, an organization, the number one factor that determines how fast a company will grow or a family or anything is feedback. It's feedback and self-awareness and social-emotional skills. It all, it all starts with some level of social-emotional awareness and understanding the truth. And so I tell people to start there and get some understanding of socially and emotionally how you're received by others. Because once you understand the truth, then you can actually understand if, if there's something that you want to do about it or that you're going to do about it. Yeah, I think that that's so powerful for anyone listening. That that That's right there of like actually asking people because we all actually have a picture in our head. There's a, there's a saying, it's like, I'm not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I'm who I think you think I am. So the, who I, the, who I perceive myself in the universe to be is how I think other people perceive me. Cause that's what matters. What, what does yeah. so-and-so think of me? What do my coworkers think of me? What do, what do I look yeah. like? What am I, how am I coming across on social media? And it's like, we have this picture in our head of what we think about that. But in reality, the easiest thing to do is to just ask someone. And yeah. this goes exactly back to what I was just saying about simple, but not simple, but most people won't do it. Most people yeah. would rather, would rather walk around in this blind unknowing than just do exactly what you did. Ask your mom, ask your dad, ask your brother, ask your coworker, yeah. ask your best friend about, you know, how, how you could improve yourself. But that thing is yeah. scary. That's actually hard. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a theory that everything in life comes after doing a hard thing. But mm -hmm. the thing is that people think that what they're doing is hard, but they're not choosing the right hard. So to use this as an example, if someone is stuck in their life, stuck in their business, stuck in their financial situation, yeah. and they're, they're not, they're not getting any traction, but Ben just said here, like, all you need to do is to go to, you know, the five people closest to you and get an actual feedback on, on how you're coming across, because maybe you're not succeeding in job interviews. You're not getting that promotion. Like clearly yeah. there's something there. And all you need to do is go to those people, but that's hard. That's challenging because it's like, you're putting yourself out there. You're asking people to judge you Me just going to someone being like, Hey, can you give me feedback? It, it shows some vulnerability on my side. So yeah. most people would yeah, rather, yeah. right. So then most people would rather actually, they, they're not saying this con like out loud consciously, but by choosing not to do that, they're choosing to stay stuck over choosing of doing the actual hard thing for them. Cause they're saying, well, they're like, well, I'm stuck. Of course that's hard. I I'm, I'm doing something like life is hard. Of course I'm not taking the easy way out. Yeah. Like this sucks, but it's like, but you're not doing yeah. the thing that you're trying to put off, which is actually getting feedback from people. And yeah. you know, that's like a, the filter that I try to, to, to look at and I, how I guide my life is like, I need to be moving towards the hard thing rather than away from it. So yeah. With that in mind, my question for you, Ben, is like, what is your hard thing right now that is 
the scary thing that you are actively pushing yourself towards. Yeah. And you use the word hard and scary. And I I like the word scary a little bit more because um, one of my core values is courage. And the things you do don't always have to be hard, but they do have to be courageous if you want to grow. And and I pick apart those like language uh, subtleties because one thing I teach people and that I've learned myself is that so much growth can come once I stop labeling things as hard and I start just like allowing it to be so much simpler than it is. And I think about like a, a conversation around a raise and or a conversation around um, splitting up your business with your business partner because it's no longer working. This stuff can happen in one minute, three minutes, five minutes, or a text. And sometimes it's the courage, but it doesn't always have to be hard. And so I, I look at like one courageous thing that I'm doing right now is I've started realizing that I can get hundred thousand R clients, hundred fifty thousand R clients. And where I need to look and go is startup that are growing, that have tons of funding and have reached a critical mass or a place where they have enough money coming in where they're now starting to look for and value social, emotional wellness and culture and a life coach to come in and look at their organization and help their people. And so recently I've realized I can take on one client for five, ten, fifteen thousand $15,000, whatever, and or I can cold call and reach out to some of these growing startups and find the right ones and find ones that I believe in and sign one of those for a hundred, hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand. And just that willingness to be rejected, but also to go after what I want. I know that if I just keep plugging away at that, that's going to happen. Yeah, I love that. And you know, to to your point about, you know, scary and hard, I, I use those interchangeably because when I say hard, I don't mean hard and difficult, like lifting up a weight is hard. I mean hard mm-hmm. in that the way I look at this is again, by scary and interchange and hard, I use interchangeably because the, the fact of the matter is if it was hard, if it wasn't hard or it wasn't scary, it would already be done. Right? We don't you don't have to set a goal to do easy things. You don't have to set a goal to do things that don't scare you. So when I say hard, I just mean something that for whatever reason I'm avoiding, right? So exactly like that cold calling is a huge one for salespeople, right? It's not hard. It's not hard to pick up a phone and dial a number, it's, but it's hard to face rejection for some reason. It's hard to put yourself out there. All these things are, are, are scary and hard, not in the sense of like, there's any actual real danger there, but in the sense of our whatever uh, amygdala lizard brain, whatever you want to call it. That's like that, that tells you, no, stay safe, stay safe. Don't, you know, don't put yourself out there. Don't put yourself out there. And, and that's what I'm saying. When I see these things, it's like, that's the guiding light for me, because you can see it's a perfect example. What you just said, it's like, I could make $10,000, 10 times to make a hundred thousand dollars, or I can make a hundred thousand dollars off one client. And, you know, like both of those are viable options. 
but one of them really scares me. Like one of them is like, I've already done it and I know it's possible. So it's like, that's, and that's where I want to go. That's where my heart, that's not my heart. That's where my, my brain tells me. So just stay where it's safe. Stay, stay inside the cave, right? Like inside the cave is safe. Outside is, is where there's snakes and the lions are. So it says, stay inside the cave, stay where it's safe. Do what you know, what don't rock the boat. But the scary thing, the hard thing is to push myself outside of that boundary. And then inherently to me, that's how I make that decision. Cause I'm like yeah. the thing that's easy. The thing that I, I, the thing that I think that I want is the thing that's too easy. And the thing that I'm, I'm trying to talk myself out of by going like, mm. well, you know, you know, a uh, hundred thousand dollars, that's a lot to ask for. Well, you know, who, who, who did I even know? Who would I call? What if they say no? Like if I'm trying to talk myself out of it, that's what tells me that's like, oh, this is what I need to be doing. I need to be doing the scary thing. I need to be doing the hard thing because human nature is to avoid those things. But those are the things that stretch us, that push us, that, move us forward in life. And if you don't do that, then you end up staying stagnant and staying stuck. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get what you mean by stagnant, stuck, safety, secure. It's, it's just one of those things. And again, like, I think that that's, a, that's a, uh, you know, a compass that, that we can, that we can kind of use to, kind of guide us. And, and even, you know, it, again, it doesn't have to be talking about money or anything like that or, or business, right? Cause hard things come in all shapes and sizes. Another thing that's hard for people is, is connection, making, making connections with people and, and, and really getting to know people. So, and I know that's something that you really specialize in. So, you know, I have uh, like, do you have any tips for helping to build real human connection in what I would consider to be a, you know, fragmented, disconnected kind of social media driven world? The number one book you'll hear over and over again for this is how to win friends and influence people. So if you actually want to be great at this, read that book. If you want to be good at this, I'm going to give you a two minute answer. Start with what you have in common. When you're connecting with someone, if it's someone at work, you always will have something in common. And from there, things will open up. They'll say something and you're like, oh, I didn't realize we had that in common too. Or I'm also interested in that. Start with what you have in common and move towards what's more obscure. So when I would hire people, we used to hire like, let's say three to five people a week. And when there was a new employee, you would start with talking about their experience with the job, what brought them there, work, things like that. And as they did that, they would open up more about their past, life outside of it, things like that, their relationship, how that factored in. And from there, different things opened up that you also could talk about, oh, your relationship, tell me more about that. So that would be the one thing is start with what you have in common with anybody. Number two is look for things that you genuinely like about people and compliment people. Like give really genuine compliments. If you can just notice very specific things about people and start with a compliment, that's so helpful most of the time when there's time and space. Like if I'm going to reach out to someone on social media that decided to follow me, has been commenting on my stuff, I want to look and see what's something about their profile that I genuinely enjoy and just reach out and say that like, Hey, it looks like you really value being a dad. Thank you so much for following me. 
that's something that I really care about. And I, I'm so grateful that you choose to to do that or to show up in the world that way or make that a priority. I love that about you. The third thing that I would say as far as like really genuinely connecting with people is to shut up. People don't care that much about you and and most people are just wondering and thinking about themselves and how they're coming across and, and the things that are important to them. I ask people questions largely and I ask them about things that seem important to them. And I'm just waiting when someone talks for them to get excited about something. If their voice changes or if they get a little more excited when they're talking about, like I asked them about work and they're just talking about being excited to get done so they can watch the Steelers football game after this. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Are you from Pittsburgh? Like, or, or why do you like the Steelers? I'm like, oh, me and my dad watched that growing up as a kid. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, what was that like? Like watching these games, their dad's like, oh, it brings back so many memories. But I'm just listening and asking questions. I'm not trying to talk a lot about how awesome I am because there's a, a saying that if you just get good at this, you will forever be thought of as an interesting person. It's the most interesting people are the most interested in others. And I love that. And one, I mean, obviously how to win friends and influence people. Amazing book. I highly recommend it. Also, what Ben just did, he just dropped a masterclass, not only in communication, but in sales, because communication is sales. If you are, if you live in, if you work in a sales job, which everything in life is sales. So this is why I study sales. But what he yeah. just said, ask questions, shut the hell up and let people talk about themselves. That's how you get a sale. You do not get it by talking all of your, your, your products, talking yourself up. You want to, you want you want to go on a date. You want that girl to love you. Want that guy to love you. Ask them questions and let them talk about themselves the entire time. I guarantee you that there's a direct correlation with the more someone talks about themselves on a date and the more enjoyment they have on the date. You might not enjoy it as much, but that 100% is how you sell something, how you sell a product, how you sell your, how you sell yourself. And, you know, you brought up how to win friends and influence people, but it's funny because we started this conversation with what is leadership and leadership is influence, right? That was your definition. Yeah. So it's like how to win yeah. friends and lead people, right? So all of these things we're yeah. seeing sales is communication, leadership is influence, all of these things, they, they, they're, they're all one in the same. And I say on the show a lot, everything is the same. And that's, that's the whole point of this. I want people to start to see that there are these certain threads that go through everything. It's, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to know all the intricacies if you can understand leadership, communication, and that's success. So as we start to wrap up here, I want to know, Ben, because you are someone who has interacted with, with leaders and CEOs and entrepreneurs at, at a high level, ultra, ultra, you know, elite people. My question is, what do you see as the differentiator between people who are successful and people who are really successful? You know, the, the, the people who, who they get some success and they kind of putter out and they kind of like, they lose steam yeah. versus the people who, who skyrocket into the stratosphere hunger and you'll hear that over and over again regardless of where you, you go and and it's it's phrased different ways they'll say motivation buy-in hunger desire passion you can use different words for this but it's hunger because whenever people come to me and they think that what they really want is a strategy. 
like what's the strategy for launching a program and making $25,000 or what's the strategy for doubling my business this month? The thing that I have to stir up is a deeper level of desire and motivation and passion and belief in themselves. And when I say that, there are some things that allow someone to have more desire and that's more hope and more faith. And I heard John Maxwell say, like, what is your outlook? Like, do you have a positive outlook of the future or do you have an outlook of the future that's negative? Because if you genuinely believe that you taking steps is going to get results or going to make the world better or going to make your life better in some way, and you have that positive outlook on the future, it's easier to take action and you have more hunger. But if you deep down believe no matter what, you'll always only be a $5,000 a month person, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but if that's what you believe, that's where you'll stay. And it'll be really hard to be hungry for more because you won't believe inside that it can happen. And so for most people, I'm just trying to stir up their hunger, stir up their belief in themselves and, yeah. and change their way of thinking to where they're proud of themselves more. Because the more proud of yourself you are, the more you like yourself, the easier it is to be hungry, the easier it is to be more of yourself, the easier it is to go after it. Yeah, I love that. And also the more proud of yourself you are, the more you want more. That's self-motivation. That's building positive momentum. When you feel good, yeah. you want to feel good again. You feel you're like, oh, that's like yeah. people winning begets more winning. So I think that that's, yeah. uh, I mean, that's so powerful. And I love when you when people, you know, come on the show, someone like you talks about stuff like that. Cause exactly that people are like, oh, you know, super successful life coach. He's going to tell me this magic secret to success, but it's like, no, stay hungry, work hard, believe in yourself. Like, like th these are the things that people, that people need to hear. And, and that's why I'm always appreciative when, when you say things like that. So my last question here, um, before we wrap up, this is the same question that I ask all my guests. And it's just mm -hmm. that if you could leave listeners right now with one action step that they could take right now, as soon as they finish this episode, as soon as they take their headphones out to start living a healthier, happier life, what would it be? Find God or discover what you believe there. Start pursuing because one thing that's really interesting is in the Western world, we've almost taken spirituality or some sense of greater meaning out of the equation and we look at things really logically which is a way of looking at the world that it's the minority it's not what most of the world does and when you tap into some deeper sense of meaning or purpose that's when you actually see people change the world very few people are changing the world from a, a very logical level. You have to tap into some level of emotion, of belief, of purpose, of meaning, of something bigger than yourself. No one's changing the world just to make themselves happy or just because they want to succeed. Like everyone that really changes the world talks about that. Is you have to find something bigger than yourself. And whether that's you 
lost your mom to cancer. And so you're going to do everything possible to create a foundation around cancer and help other people with and heal from cancer and have the resources they need going through cancer. Like you have to find something bigger than yourself. Because if this world is just about you, you'll always live a small life. And so like I, that's one. And I'm going to give a second one too, which is find someone or some ones else that are going in the same direction. Tell people your dream. Don't do it alone. If you're married, go talk to your partner and tell them like, hey, I want to make this change in our life. Let's do it together. We, I want to lose 30 pounds for our health. Let's do it together. Let's hold each other accountable. Because the collective momentum that happens when you get two people together, even it's, it's so different. It's such a different ballgame. Yeah, I love that. And uh, to me, what both of those have in common is it's, it's doing for others or doing for something outside of yourself, whether it's for, for yeah. God, for the universe, for a partner, for a kid, for a spouse. So I think that that's a beautiful place um, to, to wrap this up. And the last question, you know, Ben is just, you know, if people want to connect with you, if I do have any, you know, entrepreneurs or, or business people listening who want to connect and maybe learn about your services, where, where can they find you? Yeah. So Instagram, Ben, B-E-N underscore Steinbacher, S-T-E-I-N-B-A-C-H-E-R underscore. And my heart's greatest passion is to create cultures that change the world. And sometimes that's a family unit. And if someone's really, really, really bought into that as a dad and a husband, like, yeah, let's work together. Uh, most of the time, though, it's in business as well. And there's some kind of business culture team that people want to create in a vision that they want to change their little corner of the world. And, and that's where I really excel and um, where I love seeing men excel, too, is finding their purpose, stepping into that and really creating those businesses and those cultures that change lives. Love that, Ben. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I'll have all of that info uh, in the show notes for people who want to connect with you. Yeah. And thank you for having me. I think there's such a huge difference between people who say they want to start a podcast or want to do something and the ones that actually do. And so just thank you. Thank you for taking something you believe in, putting it out in the world, making a difference, being consistent, doing those things. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. That's it for today. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode and enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed making it. If you did and you want to show support, you can screenshot this and upload it to Instagram and tag me at Paul Levitin. You can share this episode with a friend or family member to spread the love and spread the knowledge. Or you can leave the show an honest rating and review on Apple, iTunes, or now Spotify as well. If you've made it this far, I sincerely thank you for being here and being along on this journey with me. Until next week, stay happy, stay healthy, my friend.